Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly On This Podcast. It's Kathy. Um, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow uh, me at Strict Anonymous or at Cartoon Therapy. People always follow Strict Anonymous every now and then I get a follower. And I always wonder if it's from the show or if it's just like some random follower. I don't know. But uh, follow me both on both accounts, Cartoon Therapy and sh- at Strict Anonymous. Uh, you can buy my book, The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Train Wreck. It's a graphic novel, cartoon book, very funny about relationships gone very fucking bad wrong or bad whatever is the proper grammar um that's on amazon kindle it's a kindle ebook it's a very easy quick read and it's like 2.99 and if you're like a kindle direct subscriber or some shit like that something like that you sign up for you could actually get it for free so if you read it and get it and buy it and you think something about it good or bad um send me an email let me know what you think uh, send an email to strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be on the show, if you have a secret life that you want to talk about or you have a problem that you need help with, uh, I'd love to have you on. And I'm not only interested, I know if you look at the titles of most of my podcasts, they all seem pretty illicit. It doesn't need to be totally about sex. I like to talk to people about any kind of problem, really. I really just like to help people and I like to dissect things and I like to analyze things. And so, you know, I'll have anybody on that wants to be on that has any kind of problem don't feel like you have to be so out there to be on the show um the the uh, the email is the same as before so you could just email me if you want to be on at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com i love women to have women more women on the show i'm a woman listener female listener actually wrote it i'm taping her episode this week um she wrote in and she was like you need more women on the show i'd love to be on i'm like yeah of course the only reason why i don't have more women is because honestly i i just advertise on craigslist nobody knows none of my friends nobody really knows that i do this podcast on the side um so i don't go out on my own personal facebook or my own personal things i don't so i don't really know where else to solicit people to get them to call in for the show and who have problems so I just go to Craigslist and of course on Craigslist I get mostly dudes um and today on the call I have another guy I taped in a while back so I forget exactly what the call is about but um it's Craigslist Phil he's a guy who's called in before he's one of my favorite episodes whenever somebody's like new to the podcast or I tell like try to turn somebody on to it I always tell him to listen to podcast Phil I think he's number 21 I mean Craigslist Phil um it was like the best podcast ever from beginning to end. It was when I had a co-host, which was Tommy, and he was the best. And I still want another co-host. I, I intend on getting another co-host at some point because I think I'm funnier with somebody else. Um, sometimes like my callers don't get my humor and they don't, I don't know. Like I just think it's more funnier the show when I have a co-host. I just haven't been able to find somebody that could work around my schedule and just way easier for me to just tape people whenever I can without having to tr- coordinate a third person. But um, that podcast with Craigslist Phil is like one of my favorites. A, because me and Tommy had like the best intro ever. And then B, Craigslist Phil came on and he was like this guy who is like really into Jesus or he's like sort of religious and he's been married to the same woman his whole life. And he thinks I know that just from like the analytics from other um, episodes where people are just telling their dirty stories that people love those episodes. So um, that's what. So stay tuned and I'll be right back on with Craigslist Phil. Do you have a story, lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story 
and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Hi, is this Craigslist Phil? Yes. Hey, Craigslist Phil, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Kathy? I'm good. Long time no talk. You know, when people ask me like what my favorite episode is or I always refer to yours and not because you were like the best guest, even though you were really it was like the whole episode was like really fantastic from beginning to end. But I also felt like your story, the way it revealed itself was so out of control and like fantastic. (laughs) So I'm glad you're actually calling back in (laughs) to see what the (laughs) fuck is up, because last time in case people have haven't heard your other episode you know what you told us was like you were the you're this guy right that's married to a woman that doesn't really like sex that much right is that what her deal is she didn't really right she's not into sex and so you didn't really want to cheat on her so what you did instead was you did all these other illicit things that you didn't really think were cheating and one thing led to another to another and you know eventually you wound up like in hotel rooms watching other people have sex and you were getting you were giving fully naked girls massages and fingering them all in the name of not cheating right yeah that pretty much sums it up (laughs) right it was like fascinating and so now i know you emailed me and you're like hey i'm in new york like i'd love to be on the show and you you wanted to talk about john and stephanie and we'll get to that in a minute but first i want to go through like what you've been doing and what's been going on with you because i know that you've been hooking up on craigslist that's what you do right that's why we call you craigslist phil um, and you've got right. a couple hookups while you were here in New York, right? Did anything go down in where you're from, or you want to? What stories do you want to tell? No, I mean, there's really nothing at home. Unfortunately, most of the stuff would all be um, during traveling times in different cities. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, um, the, the most recent big adventure was I went to a swingers club. Oh, which, which okay, what city did you go to the swingers club in? That one was in New York. Okay. And that one, it was a small, just a small group of couples and a few singles that met at a hotel in the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I showed up, you know, paid my dues to get in. And uh, the very first night, there were a couple of first-time couples, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sat around and just talked to people and watched for a bit. And then uh, I went into one of the playrooms and there was a, about two or three couples that were going at it. And I was just standing there next to this guy, and we were making small talk. And he said, oh, yeah, this uh, that's my wife over there. And I was like, oh, really? So we were chatting, and uh, he told me basically he just likes to watch, so he brings his wife to the swingers club, and she gets fucked, and he gets to watch, and it's something that works for them. So uh, next thing I know, this really hot girl comes over and she's dancing and prancing around and looking fantastic. And she comes over to me of all people mm-hmm. and I'm really not expecting anything to happen. I'm just there to basically watch and just see what it's like. It's my first time. Right. So I'm standing there, I'm, you know, I'm fully dressed up. I'm not naked. And she comes up and starts grabbing my crotch and getting on her knees and she starts taking off my pants and I'm, a little bit freaking out on the inside because I wasn't really prepared for that. Right, because wait, wait, um, we got to remind other people like that are listening because people don't might not know your whole deal. Like your thing is, is you like to sort of take it all in, but you don't really want them to touch you and you're not fucking anybody. Like that's like your thing, right? Like there's some sort of ba- weird boundary you have, right? Normally. Well, well, I don't know about a boundary, but so far, I mean, I haven't had sex with anybody else. The the touching and massaging and fingering and all that has been where I've drawn the line so far. Right, that's what I'm um, saying. So why? Because that's why you were freaking out that they're pulling out down your pants because now you feel like maybe you're going to do something else. Is that why you're freaking out at the point? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what she wanted to do. You know, right. it's not like people come up to you and just like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It was more like, oh boy, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. I don't want to offend anyone if I say no. Uh, a little bit of internal conflict. So. Right, because I got to say, uh, most people thing, aren't going to, like, swinger parties or swinger clubs and, you know, not looking to get laid. You know what I mean? It would probably be a little bit weird if I was right. at a swing club and, like, our swingers club and there's somebody there and they're like, oh, I don't want to have sex with you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I right. don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. And that's what I was worried about. Like, I don't want to yeah. be the weird guy who's just walk, hanging around watching and whatnot. So Yeah. 
Um, the the other thing to keep in mind too is I had never had a blowjob before. And you're, what do you mean you so, never had a blowjob? Do I? I don't remember this for some reason. What do you mean you never had a blowjob from somebody else other than your wife, or nobody in your life, or never your wife? Nobody ever. What? It, nobody stop ever. it! Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's the craziest thing I've ever. We didn't no. even. You didn't tell us that last time on the call. There's no way you told us that because we would have had a 20 minute I, conversation about that. Well, I think I emailed it a, a while back, but I don't know that we ever really talked about it on the call. You wait, wait. In your whole so, life, okay. First of all. You were a virgin, right? Were you a vir- were you a virgin when you got married? Yes, I was. Okay, so when in virgin in like the Christian term, like in your world of like being people being virgins, does vir- being a virgin mean like you can't have even oral sex too, or you can and you just didn't, or you didn't? Well, I don't consider it that. Right. I just didn't, and you know, part of the reason was the person I was with did not and would not so I never really pushed it and this is the person that you married that's right yeah right and you guys were together from what age on what age were you when you met uh, we we were in our teens so I mean it's been quite a long time we're both in our 30s now right that's the other so, angle you're a Christian and you were a virgin when you got married and so you've never had a blowjob right. in your life never so Interesting. Back back to the story. The the girl basically, you know, pulls out my cock and she pulls me over to the bed and puts a condom on me and starts sucking me. And I didn't really know what to do. I wanted to kind of stop and uh, just watch some more. But on the same, at the same time, I was just like, "Wow, is this really happening?" Right. So she she blew me, and it was amazing. And that was my first time ever. Now, I feel really bad about it because afterwards I just kind of like cleaned up and got my clothes back on and uh, I had to leave shortly thereafter. So I felt bad because I really wanted to go and do something for her in return, um, but that didn't work out. So I kind of feel like <laughs> I just walked out and was the jerk that got his and left and it wasn't something I intended to do, but... That's okay. Most guys do that all the time. You've, that's the first time you've ever done it in your life. Like, you get a pass. Trust me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was a gift. Yeah, but I know guys do that. That was I a gift from God that that, since you're so Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty cool experience, and everybody there was really nice. And, you know, they do it every week, so I can go back anytime I'm in the area. How do you find out about stuff and, uh, like that? Like, if people want to go to those kind of things, like, did you find out about that on Craigslist? Because it's not a swing club, right? Because you said they meet in a hotel room. So that's not a swing club. That's more like a swingers party, right? Well, this particular one was um, being renovated. So they are, they're doing a temporary thing in hotels until they have a new space finished. And how many rooms did and, they have? Uh, it, well, this it depends on the hotel, but at this one, they had two rooms. Um, the last time I went, the second time. Right. Okay. Interesting. The first time it was just one room. Okay. But they do have a, a on premises on premise club where people can go and they do different things for couples and singles and you know it's just like a five thousand member thing according to their website. Right. And you were allowed to go as a single guy in, and you were allowed to get in without a woman with you, a female with you. Yeah, you pay a premium to get in, but they do let single people come. And of course, girls are free. The guys pay like one fifty, and uh, which is still considering you know this is a big city. That's not terribly expensive. Right. Uh huh. And did you find the people to be good looking? Well, I tell you, a couple of the people that were there were pretty good looking. Um, the people who run it are probably in their fifties, mid late fifties. They're not super attractive, but. The, some of the couples that are showing up are nice. There was two couples I met that it was their first time there. In fact, the girl that blew me said that it was her first time there. Uh huh. So that was pretty cool. And uh, it was just nice. Now, that was the first time I went. The second time, I just went uh, this, this past Wednesday. Uh huh. And this time, it was like tons of single guys, and there were only two girls that showed up. Oh, wow. And neither of them seemed to be really interested in much of anything so at that point i made up an excuse and left right but uh overall it's it's been a nice experience and everybody's very nice and there's no pressure they're they're a nice opportunity for people who are new to the scene so can you get your money back can you get did you pay 150 for nothing that time for two girls and no yeah i did right 
Okay. I did, yeah. But, you know, it's a chalk it up to experience. Right, right. Mm-hmm. How did you like your first so, blowjob? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, Strictly Anonymous Podcast dot com and click on be on the show if you have a short confession that you want to get off your back call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579 that's 347-420-3579 you could call that number 24 7 i change all the voices on the confessions too so you remain anonymous the number the website and the email address will all be in the description Well, with the condom, I don't like condoms, so that wasn't great. But, I mean, overall, it felt amazing. Right. Uh, the girl that did it was super, super sensual and sexy. I mean, she was just absolutely gorgeous and uh, did a really, really good job. Okay, let so, me ask you this, though. Like, have you and your wife had conversations, like, or arguments? Like, if I was a fly on your wall, will, will I have, like, would I have witnessed you being, like, blow me and her being, like, no, and you being, like, please, and her being, like, no, and you being, like, come on, please, just blow me for five minutes, and her, like, no. Like, had those conversations gone on, or is it just, like, something that you guys don't talk about, she just doesn't do, and you're okay with it, and you don't say anything about it? Well, I'm not okay with it, but I don't push. So, you know, we haven't had, like, knock-down, drag-out fights or anything about it, but we have talked about it, and basically she just has issues and won't do it. So but what are her issues? I like, either, she just doesn't want something in her mouth, she's like a gagger, or she it's some sort of Christian thing? Um, it could be a combination. I, I don't know. She's never able to give me a clear answer why. Right, yeah, that's tough. Okay, so go on. So I know that you did other stuff while you've been here. Yeah, so um, I also found another couple. Um, This was a few weeks ago. Uh, This is a black guy, and he's got a couple of girls that he does domination with. Uh Also found him on Craigslist. So I thought that was a pretty cool opportunity. So he shows up, and we meet at the hotel. Your hotel where um, you're staying? Yeah, yeah, Uh I always bring him to the hotel where I'm staying. And they come up to the room, chit-chat a little bit, clothes come off. They go at it, you know. He he basically uh, lets me touch that time, and uh, I had brought some toys with me, so I got to use the toys on her while they were having sex, and that was really erotic for me because the the toys I was using, she really really liked. What and, toys uh, did you I mean, use? Have, oh, I had. Um, I don't want to be too specific to right protect identities for those who know me, but uh, big, powerful vibrators and dildos and other things that I had with me. Uh-huh. And so you come armed but with that, that. And do you guys do, do, does the couple know ahead of time that this is going to go down and you're bringing the toys? I mean, do you discuss all that ahead of time? That's pretty new for me. So I usually tell them now, if I have it with me, I'll be like, Hey, I've got such and such, you know, toy. I'd love to use it with you guys. If she's open to that. Uh-huh. And they say either yes or no. No, a lot of people have said no which is surprising to me because, you know, the stuff I have is not anything risky or dirty. Right. Um, so I'm surprised that so many people don't want to try it. But overall, when people do let me try it, it's been very well received. And you get couples. This is what you're into. You get couples to come to your hotel room and you watch them have sex, right? Right. That's the typical thing that I like to do. Right. And so this couple, it was a black guy with a white female or a black female? Um, the, well, the first, I've only met with them once, but yeah. he does have other girls that he plays with. So uh-huh. he offered to do more meetings uh, with other girls. Uh-huh. Um, I just haven't been able to work out another meetup with him. We weren't in town at the same time. No, but this time that you had the him, it was it him with a white woman or a black woman? Yeah. Yeah. No, she was white. Yeah. And these are just his mistresses or his women or is it wasn't his wife, right? No, he's the dom. So it, these are just other girls into like kinky BDSM domination type stuff. Right. So he while he's banging her, you're like doing stuff with the with the toys? 
Yeah, she was laying on the bed on her back. He was um, basically between her legs. Um, then I would have like the vibrator on her clit, and she was just going nuts with him inside her, and it was just really an erotic, fun experience. Right. And now, does anything go down with you? Like, are you, or first of all, are you naked in the room with them? Do you have clothes on? Usually not at first. I kind of want to see how the feeling goes once that starts happening. Um, but but eventually I'm at least, you know, in like a T-shirt and nothing else or, or fully naked. I mean, I don't have any problems being naked, so. Right. So it you're, doesn't matter to me. Right. So when you're playing with them, you were naked. That time I had uh, just my T-shirt on at that point. I, I don't think I was fully naked with them. Right. And did she do anything to you or did he like, did, did you get off at all or you were just strictly, you know, played with your toys with the girl, with the woman? Um, most of the time I was using the toys with them. And then when he had finished, he got up and went to the bathroom and she basically let me um, jerk off on the side of the bed next to her. Uh-huh. Um, and, and she let me rub her clit while I was doing it, which was pretty cool, too. Right. Now, do you go down on women? No, I don't think I would do that, not because I don't like to, but just because I don't really want to get into things that risk not just my health, but other people's health. Okay. So I, I'm trying to be very smart about it. So let me ask you this. Do you go down on your wife? Oh, yeah. Okay, so With, she... On the rare occasions when that's allowed. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay, right. I think I remember this, that she doesn't really like it. So she doesn't really want you to do it all the time, but you'll give her head, but she won't give you head. I'm still blown yeah, away by the fact that you know, you've never had a blowjob. Like she likes it. Yeah, who doesn't like it? Just like who doesn't like blowjobs? Yeah. I mean, listen, I it's think... It's just a... unfair because it's not reciprocal. Yeah, totally unfair. So anyway, go on. <laughs> this is all your shenanigans you did while you've been here in New York, right? Right. So then uh, yesterday I had something planned that fell through. Um, the couple basically blew me off. I was at the swingers party uh-huh. and I had left there early and I got the email from them, which is part of the reason why I wanted to leave when I did Yeah, because I had gotten an email while there from this couple that said we can be there in 20 minutes. So I was like, Oh, okay. This nothing happened in here. So I'll give this couple a try. Yeah. So I get back to my hotel and I'm, I'm walking down the street almost there and they email me back and say, Oh, we found someone closer. Never mind. You're kidding. So I was pissed off because I had just left a party I paid for and that sucks. So, uh, long story short, um, they did email me back later and said that they were in the area and were, if I was still interested, they could come by. So I said, all right, well, we can meet downstairs and, you know, if that works out, great. If not, whatever. So we meet downstairs and they don't really look like their photos, which always makes me really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So th- they basically said that they were feeling nervous and wanted to go get a drink first. And I used that as an excuse to book it out of there and cancel on them. Right. So nothing happened yesterday at all. It was just a big waste of time. They were unattractive because um, they were unattractive. They, no, not too bad, but just it just bothers me when people send pictures that don't accurately represent what they look like. That's right. just deceptive and, you know, that's not the kind of people I want to be hanging around with at a hotel while I'm traveling. Right, okay. So... I, I basically blew that off. And then tonight, uh, just a couple hours ago, I met up with a couple. And they they weren't quite what the pictures were, but not so much different that it was concerning. Right. What I am learning through all these experiences is that old guys, even fat old guys, can get really hot chicks. <laughs> totally. This guy, um, you know, had a big belly. He was um, not very attractive. And the girl he was with, was very attractive, not quite as slim as the photos that they sent, but she was still very attractive. Uh-huh. So I just, I just let that one slide, and they came up to the room and started going at it. Um, they were very chatty. We talked for probably 10 or 15 minutes before anything happened. They knew similar areas from where I'm from and um, just basically shot the breeze a little bit first. Right. Were they like and a then, husband and no. wife or a guy and girlfriend? What were their age? What was their age? I always wonder. Yeah. I think he was probably, you know, late 40s, maybe even low 50s. Uh-huh. And she had to be probably low 30s from 
my guess. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they were married. I, I would prefer married couples just because I think there's probably a little less chance of, you know, things I don't want to be involved in happening or risks and whatnot, but. Right, but you didn't know. Uh, but you don't ask those I, questions. You don't know, really, right? No, I, I, I kind of ask like, so do you guys live here or in the city or whatever, and and hope that they give me some background info. But right. usually, it's just very generic. And this couple didn't live together, um, so I, I don't know what their story is, but I know that they weren't actually living together, uh -huh. which always makes me wonder, like, where where do these guys get these girls? And I mean, there must be some kind of arrangement there that benefits her because. It just blows my mind the kind of girls with these guys. Well, you got to understand what women, because, you know, guys, I have a lot of guy friends, and guy friends, I think, always, um, they think that women are wired the same as they are, where men is, or men are, most men are wired to, to see an attractive girl, and that's what they're, they focus on first, is, like, their attractiveness and what sure. they look like. Women don't. Women are attracted to a different thing in a guy. They're attracted to power to money to personality to confidence sometimes it's cockiness like there's a thing a vibe about a guy and so a w many women and most women will tell you that i think i saw j-lo on like uh, watch what happens live talking about how she doesn't have like she doesn't go for the guy doesn't have to be good looking it's like a thing you know so women aren't wired like that so that guy that fattish guy that you know he could be either very wealthy or he could be like hilarious or he could be like really confident or cocky like there he's got or he could have like power like you know there's different things that people that women go for in men than looks women are wired that way it's not like what guys think because guys yeah, are that it. way That's probably a good thing for a lot of guys yeah, but they just don't get it because they're not that way. So they don't believe that girls are. They think like uh, I have a friend at the gym and he's always like, oh, like, you know, he thinks that I would be just like because I take really good care of my body and I'm really into it that I would only want a guy that has like the perfect body. And I, no way. Like, that's not a thing for me. You know what I mean? I'm not I more for me with a guy. It's like his personality. And that doesn't mean like, oh, we want a nice guy. Because, you know, it's more like more than that when I say personality, you know, it's like confidence, power, authority. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it, but we look for different things. Yeah, so, I get it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Were they hot? So you just think. So what do these couples come for? I guess they're like exhibitionists. Like they want somebody else to watch them have sex. And that's what they're getting off on. That's one thing I think probably drives a lot of people that do this. Mm -hmm. Um some people, like the, the couple I saw today, the, the girl actually said um, something about, you know, are you enjoying the show or something? So I think she really did enjoy being an exhibitionist. Right. Um, so some people, yeah, I think that's probably what drives it. And other people, you know, maybe they're just doing it for money or something. I, I don't know. Right. And now, do you do the same thing with them, just use toys and that's it and then jerk off on the side? I suggested the toys, but they didn't seem interested, so I didn't push it. Um, I had one of the toys on the bed, and they kind of took it off and set it off on the table. So uh, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to force anybody to use it. It's just there if someone wants to. Uh -huh. um, and then uh, now this this is where something interesting happened. I Basically, the guy finished, right? So he gets up and goes to the bathroom, and the girl's there. And he, as he leaves, he said, okay, she's all yours. I'm thinking, what? Uh-huh. Because um, uh, we had talked through email first and just basically I said, you know, I just want to watch and maybe a little touching or something, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't expecting anything else. So, you know, he leaves and she calls over to me on the bed. And at that point, I had my pants and underwear down and cock exposed. And she just comes on over and starts sucking on my cock. And oh, second blowjob. <laughs> second blowjob. So there you Hilarious. go. Hilarious. Um, when it rains, yeah. it pours. The funny thing is nobody knows. Like, I'm not telling people, hey, you know, I've never done this before. Thank you so much for the first time. Right. The and now time, is, uh, exactly. It's so funny. But very, very good. Um, I know I've been missing out, so this is cool. Did she swallow, Phil? She did. Right. See, there's some girls in the world of blowjobs, just so you know, because now that you're being spoiled and every girl's swallowing, like some girls don't swallow. They actually stop right when you're about to go. And I don't know. I mean, I swallow, so I don't know what people do. Like, I guess they blow and then they... Did the first girl swallow? No, no. Uh -uh. 
Oh, okay. But you and you said you had a condom with the first girl, right? She put a condom on you. Yeah, she did. That's what they do in like swing club places. Is that yeah, what they do? I mean, that's like a group. That's like a group party, and it's it's probably not only a good idea, but um, you know, you never know. It's a no holds barred type thing, so anybody can come in and just do what they want, unless you say no. So, right, it's not like you've you talked know, to any of these of people via ma- Right, in those situations, you haven't talked to people via email and made contact. Like this couple that came over, you you got to know them a little bit beforehand. So she's not putting any condom on you. It's no professional situation going on, right? It's like... Yeah, this was much more personal. I mean, we had talked through email before and tried to figure everything out and make sure everybody's clean and that it's not a big deal. And, right. You know, um, I always ask that anyway, not that I'm doing anything with them in particular, but just to be on the safe side, if something were to happen, I wouldn't want any kind of risks for me or the health of anyone else. So Right. Uh-huh. Kind of, so she blew you. Did you go down approach. on her? No, no, I, I don't. I still don't know if I would do that um, unless I had absolute certainty that it was a safe situation to do that in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, you I you're afraid of disease. Well, yeah, and I, I didn't really find this couple. I don't know, not sexy enough, but it, there wasn't really any chemistry there to make it something I would even want to do. It was more right. just for show and, um, you know, the the thrill of that. So uh-huh. and it, it just didn't happen. Right, right. So she just blew you and that was it. Right. And then they got up and cleaned up and, you know, we chatted a little bit more and then they left. Right. But there was, you still haven't had full on sex with somebody else. Right. Yeah, I still haven't done that. And I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I don't like to rush into anything. Uh, I do actually have somebody I've been chatting with for a couple of days mm-hmm. um, that I found also on Craigslist back home. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, really nice girl. She's in the same situation as me. The husband isn't meeting her needs and kind of a loser. Um, and she's basically looking for, you know, somebody to give her what she's not getting at home. And, and basically, uh, we're trying to figure out if we can maybe be a good match to help each other out. So we're in that interim phase of trying to figure out each other and what we want or, if it would be a good situation, so and that's a Maybe friends with future. benefits kind of a situation. Yeah, I mean, it would be a discreet thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Both of us have families we're trying to protect and still have needs met and cope with situations and that type of thing. And when you say you've been in contact, do you are you been talking to her on the phone or is all strictly through email? Well, it's only been a few days. It's been through email and like Kick Messenger or something like that. Right. And how do you keep your shit away from your wife? I don't remember whether I asked you this or not because I'm always blown away by like, like, you know, certain guys have like numerous phones or like I just think that, you know, nowadays with everything like online and on your phone, it's so easy for someone to catch you if you keep that shit on there. That like how do you make sure that, you know, all of your stuff that you're doing, all these emailing and Craigslist searches and all that stuff, how do you keep that private? Well, part of it is common sense, and part of it is just knowing what the options are. I hesitate to spill all my secrets publicly, but, I mean, there are definitely ways to keep things private. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? How are you spilling you know, secrets? You're only going to be helping other men like and men and women like you. <laughs> you don't want to share that uh, All right, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll share one thing. I yeah. mean, one of the big helpers is uh, an app called Burner. Burner? Oh, yeah, get, I think uh, I've heard of that, know, right? Yeah, you can get like a, a burnable phone number so you can keep private calls private and they don't show up. The number that you're actually calling doesn't show up on your phone. Okay, so yeah, and so that app doesn't see it. So that app gives you a, a private number that you could call somebody on? Yeah, you can call from it. You can get calls. You can text. You can send pictures and receive pictures. And, and do you burn it whenever you everything. want or do you keep it for as long as you want? Like, what, uh, what is, do you know what I mean? Like, when does it get burned? If, well, I think the default is like 30 days, so you can renew it if you want to, or you can let it expire, and you can burn it whenever you want. So um, you could burn it, does, it after you know, one call. Free. You could burn it after one yeah, call. You, you totally could, yeah. And it's or not... you can keep renewing it. Right. It's whatever you want to do. 
Right. But if I was your girl and I saw that app on your phone, I'd be like, why the fuck do you have the burner app on your phone? It's like an app that says burner on your phone. Yeah. And it's password protectable. So you can set a password on it. Nobody can get in and see your history or whatever. Right, right, right. So and then what about your emails? Do you have a separate email account that I mean, how do you know that she won't one day, you know, sort of find these emails that you're sending through Craigslist? That's the beauty of Gmail. Separate email account, you know, web-based thing. You can get to it anywhere, and it's not installed on any email client or anywhere open where anybody could see it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have just your so own separate passwords. Gmail, right? Uh huh. And you don't do you, you don't yep. use your home computer for that? Like you use your cell phone or like computers outside of the house? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the safest way to go about it. I mean, don't put sensitive things on computers that other people have access to. Right. Common sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you say common sense, but then sometimes, you know, the woman is using her common sense and she try, she figures out ways to find out what you're doing. You know, that just sometimes happens. I just sometimes think when yeah. cheaters are doing so many illicit things that eventually I just think in this digital age, a lot of times things are time stamped. And even though you think you're hiding it, well, people could get caught, you know. Through a little, you know, through a lot totally. of different ways. And you're doing a lot of connecting. Like, I mean, this woman that you're talking to, you're emailing her now. But and if she lives in your neighborhood, right, or in your town where you live, she's not going to be like a vacation person, right? Um, She's close, but not super close. You know, it would be probably at least 30 minutes to get to her area. Uh-huh. So. And you're thinking I mean, of maybe do, having full-on sex with somebody else eventually? I, I think if the situation presented itself and it was uh, a nice enough person who was in the same situation as me, I don't think I could say no to that. Right. I think that would be my ideal situation. Mm-hmm. And because of what's but going on at your house, because you don't really get even sex from your wife or she doesn't really like it. What's the deal again? Yeah, it's a matter of enjoyment. I mean, you know, it's not that we don't, but it's boring vanilla uh-huh. Um, she's really not into it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, years and years of that, you just get burned out. I just can't deal with that anymore. Right. And I, and I know, like, you're done with those stories, right? Because the other thing you wanted to talk about was John and Stephanie. Are you done with those other stories? Or have you, do you have more? Yeah. I, no, that, that's pretty much everything. So but far. when you travel to other places, though, you typically set up these kind of scenarios, right, in other cities through Craigslist? I at least try. I right. Mean, it doesn't always work. I mean, Craigslist is a funny thing. Sometimes you get a lot of responses that are good. Sometimes you just get scammed. Um, but overall, I usually have pretty good luck. And I, I tell you, if somebody could look into my email, it would probably surprise me if somebody told me how many people I'm emailing because there are just so many ads. And, you know, I'm posting ads and responding to ads, and people write you back or, you know, you're sending pictures and chatting back and forth, and I've actually made uh, about, I think, two long-term female contacts that I email regularly Uh that are just really nice people I met through Craigslist and we keep in touch, and we'll never meet. We'll probably never be in the same area, but, you know, we we sympathize with each other and have become friends. So Uh you send dirty pics and and shit with each other? No, not necessarily. Um... One of the people doesn't want to do that, and the other one has seen a few, but, you know, it's not something that we do. It's not why we're communicating. Right. I got it. Uh-huh. So we've just become online friends. So that's been nice, but, I mean, it gobs and gobs and gobs of email. If I go back and look, it's just so much stuff that um, it surprises me. But, you know, <laughs> maybe that's a little overboard. Right. No, that's no. I mean, like, I think that there is a lot of bullshit on Craigslist and most people don't find anything, any women on Craigslist. You're not really looking for women. You look for couples and stuff. And like, you know, the guys that are looking for straight sex with a woman like just to, you're not going to find that normal girls just aren't on Craigslist looking to get laid. You know, a girl has no problem getting laid if she really needs to because any guy will fuck. Yeah, her, right? And that's, that's not just me anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not one of those guys that's just out to just screw anything that moves. I mean, that's not really what I'm after. Well, you're not screwing at all, Phil. You're actually doing just like more sort of offbeat things. So I feel like, you know, it's so niche that there's people out there that would do it. Probably not a lot of people, but there's people out there. Like there are some couples out there that actually 
I guess, want to show up and, you know, fuck in front of a stranger, right? Like, that must be a lot of couples' fantasy. Yeah, and I don't have too much trouble finding it either, so there's definitely people interested in doing it. Right. Um, You know, and and part of that is probably money. Some people are just out to make a buck real quick. Why, you think that they're coming with hookers? What do you mean money? I don't think so. Well, like, you know, some of them, they might live 30 minutes away and it costs them money to come to the city or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's I consider it compensating them for their time if they have to drive and take a taxi or, you know, however they need to get here. It's an inconvenience for them. So sometimes it might cost me 100, 150 or something like that. To you, watch off, a couple. you offer that up? Um, sometimes they, it, it depends on the situation because it might be a couple are responding to their ads and they've already put in that they're looking, for, you know, for some money. Um, then on the other hand, it might be no money and it's, it's something that I posted and I'm just looking for a couple that like to show off. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Depends. I mean, because like think about 150 bucks split between two people, that's $75 a piece. It's really not a lot of cash, <laughs> you know, not really. Yeah, it's really not. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't understand the money motivation. I think any couple that's doing anything like that is just like strictly into it for like the, the sex, you know, I mean, just to getting or, off. Or maybe they really do enjoy it. And the, the, you know, the money is just a perk. Like if we're going to do it anyway, why not make a little cash? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I know though that you're taking interest into John and I have to say this, this is what's interesting to me is that after John's last episode and there was one other episode that he did where he talked about a room and people were looking through a mirror and I don't know. I got so many emails like this guy's full of shit. And then this last podcast that you listen to and you you want to seriously like sort of maybe hook up with them or like, you you know, nobody believed him. Right. I mean, I'm going to talk about this on the intro because a lot of people wrote me. I get sometimes I get a lot of emails about certain episodes. A lot of people emailed me like John's full of shit. But you actually believe him. Right. I mean, you didn't listen to that I episode. Do, I, I thought do. he was full of shit. You believe the 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 police story? Did you hear the story about the police coming and fucking like gonna bust yeah. them and then they fuck them? You believe that? Yeah, I listened to both of the recent episodes on the plane, and I think that he's telling the truth. And I think that it's actually you found like the rare example of a couple that does this. I don't think that it's normal or widespread, but I think that you <laughs> finding John and Stephanie. They're like the one couple that I believe that this is really happening for. Right. I wish I could get the call. I wish I could get my listeners to call in and, and, and you know, argue. Listen, I don't. I like to stay neutral with my guests. I mean, a part of me sometimes, because I have thought that John's lying, right? And a part of me has felt like, you know, to me, the reason why I'll still take his calls, because even if he's lying, I find it fascinating that he's lying. And I want to know, like, what would sort of motivate a guy to do that? That's just as interesting to me as the guy that is screwing other people with their wives, you know, because there's something psychological or pathological behind that, right? Behind somebody that is sort of calling up and making up these stories and, you know, about a life that doesn't even exist. So I find that interesting anyway. And I've always thought, oh, should I call him out on it or not? I don't know that he would be into it, you know, but I do know that people call up and, you know, but I don't like to because I love my callers, whether John's lying or not. I, I like John. He's called my show a bunch of times. You know, if he is lying, I feel for him because that's something he's doing. And uh, it's not me to sort of back him into a corner and be mean to him. I won't do that to anybody that calls into my show. So I wish I had, you know, the people that yeah, well, write into me on the call so they could be the devil's advocate here because, you know, they might argue with you and be like, you got to be fucking kidding me because it is to me. It seems like he's lying, too. I have to say I did not buy that story with the cops I didn't and but I just wonder why he would be lying but for you you don't even consider that he's lying you actually like you wanted to talk about a lot about like the sort of the Christianity thing with his wife because now she doesn't want to fuck any guys anymore because of that and you also like I think you also were thinking maybe you would like be interested in hooking up with them or having some sort of scenario with them right yeah, pretty much, and and I one of the, well a couple of the reasons that I think he's telling the truth is that the details that he gives are very specific. Mm-hmm. He's also very confident. It's not like he's scratching his head and trying to come up with answers. 
right. or make up stuff on the fly. He seems very meticulous about how he's telling his stories. Uh-huh. Um, so he, he sold me. I think that they are really doing these things. And honestly, like, they're my hero. <laughs> Those stories are amazing. You know, and you I believe that cops... life like that. Right, okay, I know. But you... Be- I had a guy write me and said, you know, I think John's full of shit and I think he likes big cock. Like, I mean, I think some people actually think that not only does he not have a wife, but, like, he... He actually talks about these guys with, you know, the black guys with their big dicks and that that's actually what he's into. You know, it's sort of like a projection no, I, if he's making it up. No, I think it, for him, I think he just really is into the wife sharing thing and the, the extreme measures that Stephanie enjoys, I think, just make it all the more exhilarating for him. Well, let me tell that's you this, and I've said this a, a million times on the on the call, um, and it's just a fact, and now I know it because I look at the analytics to my to my episodes, and um, his are always the the most highly downloaded, and it's not because of him; it's because that's the topic that people are interested in. And then I can't tell you how many emails and calls I've gotten for people that want to be on the show that have that same fantasy. They want to see their girl get fucked by another guy. It shocked me because I don't know any guys that are into it but uh, it's always like a recurring thing you know um and people like it and i think that's why people download but i think people are bored of john and they don't believe him anymore but i think it's interesting that you believe him and he they're your hero why because you would want to sort of have that situation would you want your girl to be fucking other guys in front of you yes i would love that i think that would be great only because uh for one thing i find it erotic but on the other hand i also think that showing any signs of that kind of sexuality, that strong drive and open-mindedness is just really attractive to me. Right, so why did you marry a woman that wouldn't even blow you? I mean, that's kind of the antithesis of what you find attractive. Well, that's a complicated issue. There's a lot of stuff going on there, age and just different background issues and whatnot. But, um yeah, you know, my situation is what it is. I made choices and I have to live with them. And I'm just trying to figure out how to cope with that long term. Right. Or figure mm-hmm. out what else to do. Right. Because for you, but, I mean, divorce isn't Stephanie, an option, right? I mean, you're, you're sticking there and you're doing all this stuff on the side. I think what your sort of analysis was that you or your what you think you're doing is the cheating is like actually saving your marriage, right? You're doing that so that you don't have to leave, right? I think it helps, um, mm-hmm. if nothing else, just to kind of make it so that I don't get to the point where I feel quite so desperate or need to do something crazy or, you know, leave or, or whatever. I don't want to create drama. Right. I like everything I have in life except for the sex life. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's a trade-off of, of balancing out needs versus options. Yeah, listen, and you've been with her forever. I mean, even if you had the best sex when you guys were teenagers and she was blowing you all the time, most likely now, after so many years of still being with her, you'd be at the same place anyway. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of guys, I think, find it hard. A lot of more men than women find it hard to, you know, be monogamous with the same woman after they've been with her for so long. They're looking for variety, you know? And a lot of them aren't yeah, aren't in it. your position. You know, you have it worse because sure. it's not just like you need the variety. You still need certain things that you haven't even fulfilled. Like you have never got, you didn't even get blowjobs. Like you haven't had anal sex, I'm sure, right? No, definitely not. Right. Like you haven't had a lot of things that, you know, are even normal things, right? So you have a lot of reason to be sort of like, you know, straying, even though it's not right. And I know that I would get a lot of flack from women for saying that. I don't know. I don't like cheating. I'm well, a woman. No, I get it. You know, but it happens, yeah, and it's it. uh, it's a it's a weird thing between men and women because women, you know, men are more wired like you were, you know. Well, that's one of the reasons why I feel so bad for John because he had such a great situation if what he's saying is true, mm-hmm. and now you know because of his wife's convictions, now you know they're not they're not even having sex, which I think is horrible. Right. So I mean. I just, my heart goes out to them because I think they're suffering needlessly. And there's so many things I could say. I don't want to spill it all here, but. You want to tell him. Maybe I have you both on the show. I don't know. How do I do that? You want to talk to him about it. Yeah, I would love to. I have actually a bunch of stuff I typed up and, and, you know, response to this because I've researched all this stuff. I mean, I look into this. I want to know, you know, what's the deal? What's what's going on? Why do I think? this way about 
you know, sex or whatever. And, and there's a lot of stuff religiously and just personally that I could share that I think would be at least interesting discussion, maybe some discussion points that John could use with Stephanie. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I feel bad because they had such a good situation, and now it's all in shambles. And uh, probably, will, if things don't change, may never go back to the way it was. So, I mean, that's just sad. I, I just... But do like you believe that? But, no, but let me ask you this, though. Like, do you believe that? I mean, I understand your woman, right? Because she's always been sort of puritanical, right? From the from the get go. And she's always yeah. stayed that way. You know, Stephanie yeah. goes from one extreme to the other. So you don't think it's more likely that she'll go back the other way? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, think, I just think well, if it's true, you know, that. You know, if she's, it's very rare that she would stay on the total opposite end of the spectrum and now be a total prude considering, you know, the stuff that she was really into. She was really into sex. Your girl isn't really into sex. So that's where the Christianity is actually works perfectly for her, right? It's like her excuse to not even engage in something that she's not really that into anyway. But, you know, Stephanie supposedly loves huge black cocks and gangbangs and all this stuff. Like, how is she going to keep that down? Even if it's not a true story about her, it's somebody else. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. But overcoming that, you know, she's obviously feeling some kind of shame and guilt and whatnot. And once you have those kind of feelings, those are really hard to shake from a philosophical point of view. You think? So, I mean, I I don't know. I think now that she's back into this mode, I think it's going to be hard to get out of it. Um, but I mean, who knows? I mean, she's her own person. And, you know, well, what about you? Do you but... ever have that um, sort of guilt and shame from because of what you you do? A little bit, but I, you know, people are very good at justifying things to themselves. So I, you know, I have ways that I look at it that help a little bit with that. But I, I do think that for sure this is not the ideal situation, and I wouldn't choose this if it were an option. Um, you know, but I'm in the situation I'm in and I have to deal with it in a way that works with my conscience. So, right. What would be the ideal situation? If you have to, in, in reality, I'm talking about in reality, right? You want to stay with your wife? Like what's your ideal fantasy? Well, I could answer that in two ways. One, if, uh, you know, basically her perspectives really didn't change on these things. And if anything was an option. Because I think personally, I would make a great swinger or polygamist or, you know, poly person or whatever. I I just don't feel the traditional limitations on love, sex, and marriage and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, with her though, with with my wife, I I do want to stay with her. I, w- I would prefer that things just worked correctly and uh, it wasn't a big deal and we had a great sex life. And I I think I would not probably be as interested in pursuing some of these outside activities as if, you know, nothing had ever happened. Right now, I'm in the situation I'm in, and all these things are options for me. And so, you know, I I do what I can within my own boundaries. Um, But ideally, you know, I would be having a great sex life at home and wouldn't even be all that tempted. Not that it wouldn't be tempting, but, you know, it wouldn't be so much of a pressure. Right, but you say that you feel like you're very polyamorous anyway, like you're just wired that way anyway. Yeah, and that was something that has been clearer and clearer to me over the years. It's not something I realized, you know, when I was in my teens and we met, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just as you've grown older, how old are you now? Um, mid-30s. Mid-30s, and how old is she, your girl? Same age. Right. We're the same. She's she's right around the same age as me. Well, let me think how I'm going to do it. You want me to put you in touch with John separately? Should we do it on a podcast? Would you want to talk to him on the side? Um, I'm open to both. I mean, some of the stuff I have to say or send him, mm-hmm. I'd probably prefer to just do one-on-one just because it could maybe identify me with people who know me. But, um, sure. yeah, I, I mean, I would love to discuss it with him and, and try to help if I could. I mean, I think I have some interesting topics that he could bring up that might help her think through some of the things that she's struggling with that are holding her back. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, for sure. I mean, I'll put you in touch with him. Definitely. Um, I don't know. You want to talk to him, right? There was a time where he was thinking maybe of getting Stephanie on the show, but then that fell through. But, like, I could definitely give you – I'll email – I mean, I, I can't give you his email without him saying it's okay. Sure. So I definitely will forward your email. Can I forward your email that you sent? Because you, the one that you sent that was all about him? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And say, hey, this listener, you know, I'll say this listener, you know, wants to talk to you, read his email below. And if you want to reach out to him, he'd love to speak to you directly. And then once you guys get into it, if there's like an interesting report going through you guys, maybe I'll have you both on the show. But why don't you start off with you guys talking to each other separately? I mean, you know, privately. Great, sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's let's do it. That sounds great. And then, you know what, Craigslistville? And then we'll have you try to fuck Stephanie and then you could come back on the show and tell her, tell us if she's real. <laughs> you, you know, I, I've thought about that and I, I wouldn't say that it wouldn't be tempting because she sounds like a beautiful woman, but honestly I'm with you. The fact that she doesn't come with other guys, I just don't know. I don't oh, think that would right. be very exciting for me. I mean, I'm, I was listening to you comment on how you can't really handle that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, man, come on no the orgasm is one of the best parts no it's the whole whole thing i'm just saying it's to me it's the whole thing like i think there's no point in sex if you're not having an orgasm like and and anybody that doesn't agree with that i i think that they don't have orgasms or something's weird because that's like that's what you're working towards right that's the end goal that's what you start because of and you only stop after that is happens like so i can't when i or i stop then Right, exactly. You could have more, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I had this one girlfriend. First of all, one, she was like, I think I had an orgasm. I'm like, you don't, if you say the words, I think I've had an orgasm, you definitely haven't had one because you know it's like a panic attack. It's like a panic attack or an anxiety. You know what I mean? It's like a physical thing that happens. It's like nothing else you've ever experienced before, and things happened in your body that you, you know? So you know, exactly. and that that same girl who was very like something was wrong with her sexually and she couldn't really get off. She would say, like, I didn't have an orgasm, but it was like really great. Like, it doesn't matter because it was really great. It's like, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. And I think, you know, yeah, I think there's some dysfunction there when people say that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's always really great when you're building up, but that really great thing, it's like an itch and you're scratching it. It's like, uh, can you stop scratching an itch before you're fully done? You know what I'm saying? It's just like that good feeling that you get from sex before you have an orgasm does not go away until you come. Like, that's what relieves that feeling. So it's bullshit. And I think it's bullshit if you're fucking this girl and she's saying she's so into it, but she's not having orgasms. She's not into it. I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense. And it's not fun for me at that point. I'm just on a personal level. Like, that's what's missing for me is that I don't get the option to give. I love giving. Yeah. And most guys and women, listen, women feel the same way about men. Like, I think both people want to know that they're turning the other person on for real. You know, I think men, I think it's very easy for a woman to know that a man has I mean, a man can't fake an orgasm, right? And a man, it's very easy for men to orgasm. It's a very much, it's a lot easier for men than women, you know? So, so some women just don't know how to make themselves orgasm. It's a, it's a very, it's different mechanically. It's just different and harder for women, you know? And uh, these poor women that never have and don't know how to sort of make that happen. It's like, they can't, they, um, they don't understand what they're missing. I agree. And, you know, just Stephanie and my wife are just polar opposites. My wife can eat orgasm easily, but doesn't want to. Oh, yeah. You tell me she squirts. Is she the squirter that doesn't want to or she's a multi-orgasm? Yeah, it's that that blows my mind. Well, she's multi with a toy, but she won't use toys. So, you know, it rarely ever happens. Yeah, it's so weird. That's like repressed shit or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think, listen, I, you know, I always talk on the show about how, like, I was, like, kind of slutty when I was younger and everything. And, I mean, in in a sense, like, my sluttiness was acting out and there was definitely dysfunction tied to it when I was younger and the stuff that I did. Um, But besides my dysfunction with sex and I, you know, work through that and I'm a very different person now, I always also at the same time a part of my sort of sleeping around was... Also, just my love of sex and my sort of view that it is a natural, healthy, great thing that is really 
good and not a bad thing. You know what I mean? I don't like to put like a really dark negative spin on it like people do. I don't have that. And I don't think that that's good because it's a, it is a good thing. You know what I mean? And it's a healthy thing and it's a positive thing. And you know, you could do really dirty things without it being dark. You know, there's a difference between being dark and being dirty, you know? And, uh, yeah, and I it think it's very a, healthy. I mean, you can, yeah. you can just look on, on the internet and see tons of health articles about how you'll live longer and you'll have better skin and yeah. you know, all of these things. There's so many health benefits to having an active, regular, you know, and mutually enjoyable sex life. Right. But we're so puritanical in this in our country and we have such weird things put on us when we're little and everything's so twisted that I think it's really hard to find to feel find other like minded people that sort of view it the same way and feel comfortable enough. There's just a, it's very loaded, you know, the whole sex thing. So it's really well. Um, we just discovered the solution to our culture's problems. Everybody just needs more orgasms. <laughs> they need to know how to have orgasms and have them, especially if they're fucking, <laughs> you know, eight black guys. But yeah, I'll put you in touch with John, and then you'll report back to me, and you let me know. If you think or let my listeners know, cause like I said, I try to play um, like I, I I'm an, a fence sitter only on in my podcast where like I, I, for my callers, I don't know that I could go against John and, and sort of say either way, even though I think I don't believe him. Um, I don't want to be the person to out him. Uh, but, you know, sure. maybe you could go and you're not going with that in mind because you b- totally believe him. You admire him. You want to be friends with him, and you want to help him. I do. Yeah, I would love to help. You know, making friends would be great. I don't have any expectations um, other than just I'm interested in their situation. I have experience in these kinds of issues, and you know, if I can help, I'd love to. And they sound like really nice people. And if if that's the situation they're in, I I would definitely love to be involved at some level and try to help. All right, dude. Okay. I'm going to put you, um, once I get off the call, email him, and then I'll let you know um, when he emails me back uh, what he says, and I'll put okay. you guys in touch, and then you'll call back in. I will do that. That sounds great. All right. Thanks so much for calling in again. Have a safe flight back home. Yeah, sure. Tomorrow. Anytime. Okay. Bye, Craig. Thanks. Cisco. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.